Hello, thanks for joining me for episode number three of the seven part series for resilience. So today we're going to talk about skill number three, which is talking about taking responsibility. We're going to talk about getting curious, forgiving others, and making changes. So again, with the intro questions, is it possible to change the way we react to negative circumstances? And what are the best skills to develop in order to improve resilience? So skill number three, we're going to dive into your ability to take positive action by taking responsibility for your situation. Taking responsibility means getting curious and compassionate so you can learn and move forward with more clarity. So we're kind of halfway sort of through this resilience series and I just wanted you to know that these skills will help you stand tall through the processes of life. Um, Throughout the series we dive into these skills in order to ensure your understanding of how you can apply them to your life. So I hope that you're taking these lessons and then as you roll through the days or as you roll through life you're applying them where you where they come up basically and where you see fit. So let's get started talking about taking responsibility. So skill number three is about taking responsibility. As mentioned, there isn't much in this world that you have the power to control. Understanding that fact will provide freedom from a lot of stress. Just as we have the power to control our reactions to situations, we also have the power to control the next action that we take. If you're able to step back and look at a situation objectively, you'll be able to use the information you gain to inform your next steps. It takes humility to look at a situation and see what you could do differently. So every situation is an opportunity to learn more about yourself. If you can look at yourself while taking a step back to understand with compassion, you'll be able to make wise, well-informed decisions in the future. So for the first segment of skill three, we're gonna talk about getting curious. Taking responsibility for your part of the situation can help you take charge of your life. When you're able to look at your life and take a look at your role in it, you can realize your power to overcome. So let's begin by getting curious about the situation. For example, if you were fired from your job, you might ask, was there anything I could have done differently? Or what can I learn from this to help me in my next job? Remember to have a totally non-judgmental attitude when you're thinking about these things. If you're criticizing yourself, you're not taking responsibility, but instead digging yourself further into the challenge. You don't have to think that everything is your fault. Most of the time it isn't. However, it'll strengthen your resilience to take an honest look at your part in the circumstances. Are there people that you need to apologize to because of certain circumstances? Let's talk about apologizing effectively. Sometimes taking ownership for your actions can be difficult. It's important to have humility especially when you're apologizing to others. Your ability to verbalize your wrongdoings will display your maturity and ability to emotionally regulate. Remember that? 
what we talked about in the previous podcast, emotional regulation and cognitive repraisal. So here are the six steps on how to apologize effectively. Number one, before you approach the person you need to apologize to, ensure you know what you're apologizing for. Now I know this makes total sense, like it just seems logical and common sense, Um, but I think it should be called out. It helps to write down a few key behaviors that you could have done differently and that you would like to adjust. Number two, let the person know that you'd like to talk with them about what happened and schedule a time. If you bring up unannounced apologies, the other person may not be ready to talk about it yet. This gives you both an opportunity to enter the conversation mindfully. Number three, begin the conversation by saying, I'm sorry, and don't stop there. So explain and talk about what you're sorry for, because that's usually the next question if you just stop short of sorry, which leads us to number four. Explain specifically what you're sorry for. That way, the communication will be clear and you'll both be on the same page for the conversation. Number five, ask the person you're talking to if there's anything else you left out. This part can be difficult, and it's important because it can teach you new things about the situation. It can give you new ideas for how to move forward and how to react in a given situation should it ever happen again. Number six, ask if there is any action you can take to help ease the situation. Collaborate together to come up with something that works. This way, it helps all parties out and is a win-win. So if you don't apologize, resentment can hinder the ability and the friendship or relationship that you have with that person. If you feel resentment towards anyone, you can take responsibility of your forgiveness process. So let's talk about forgiving others. Sometimes people wrong us in big ways that impact our lives. Sometimes we feel resentment towards someone for something small, but we just can't seem to shake it. Regardless of the situation, there are things you can do to forgive. Others don't always live up to our expectations. They disappoint us or they intentionally interfere with our lives. Once trust is broken, it's easy to place high expectations on what that person must do in order to prove their worthiness of our forgiveness. Believe it or not, you have control on when and who to forgive. You can decide to forgive someone right now, if you want, without them doing anything in return for you. 
The process of forgiveness can be long, especially if you have resentments for a long time. However, by repeating a forgiveness exercise over and over, you'll ease the weight that resentment resentment puts on your shoulders. So here are five tips or five steps to forgiveness. Number one, identify your emotions. Take a moment to get quiet and identify three emotions you feel when you think about this resentment. There's no need to react to these emotions. You can just simply identify them. Number two, recognize exactly what you need to forgive this person for. How did they wrong you? How was your trust broken? So get some clarity and the root of why you hold this resentment. Number three, say that you forgive them. Imagine that person calmly standing in front of you. Visualize yourself speaking to them and say, I forgive you over and over again. Say it to them over and over again in your visualization. Say it at least three times and feel yourself releasing the tension of that burden. Number four, notice how you feel when you release your resentment. Imagine being free of this resentment by visualizing what your life would look like if you did not have to carry this around anymore. Number five, gain positivity. As you begin to feel better, pay attention to those good feelings Embrace them and invite more to come in. You may need to do this practice many, many times while forgiving one person. But over time, I think you'll notice less emotional pull to this person when you think of them. So now we're going to talk about making changes. It's difficult to understand exactly how to take responsibility for your own happiness. When things feel out of control and chaotic, it can seem even more difficult. There are a few ways you can really begin to implement changes that will last. Begin by implementing consistent daily routines. Do the same things each morning that help you get prepared for your day. Include five minutes of a mindfulness exercise. You can schedule your time in order to help you set boundaries and keep track of your personal growth. Set reminders to go off throughout the day that will guide you back to the present moment. These reminders can help you pause in the present moment and move forward from there. Maybe you're in the middle of a crisis and a reminder goes off. This will remind you that you get to make your own decision. Check in with yourself a few times a day to identify some emotions. By getting in the practice of identifying your emotions, you'll be better able to take responsibility for them and make changes that meet your needs. When you can identify your emotions frequently, you'll be better able to identify them in times of confusion and doubt. Remember to see every moment as a learning opportunity. Continually ask yourself, what am I learning from this? Thinking about this will help you feel more empowered to make the changes in your life 
and it will increase curiosity and self-confidence. So I'd like you to stop and think today about mostly apologizing and forgiving, taking responsibility of your situation, and making the necessary changes to improve it. So take 10 minutes after this podcast and practice your journaling exercise and write down the things that apply to changing the situations and making your life better. For example, think about circumstances or maybe even people where you have resentment. Write that down. Understand why you have that resentment. Understand if you need to apologize or maybe if you need to forgive. So take that time and next episode, we are going to talk about skill number four, which is building your community. So thank you again for your time today. And I hope that you can take the skill and apply it in your life. And I'll catch you tomorrow or in the next episode. Thanks. Bye.